we find on days like Prime Day is advertisers just stop spending by like three in the afternoon because the brand tells them we have this much budget for advertising per month. They set up daily budgets based on that. And then Prime Day happens and they blow through that daily budget by 2, 3 p.m., all their ads turn off. They're now missing out on probably one of the highest buyer intent days of the year because they didn't have room in their budgets. Being able to have that headroom in your budgets is super important on days like Prime Day because you're more likely to make the sales on that day than you are on some random day. I'd rather use the budget on Prime Day and use nothing on the end of the month if that's really what it has to come down to. Are you a Shopify brand owner looking to win, keep, and grow your customers? Everyone knows apps are fast becoming the best way to increase retention and boost sales. A sleek and engaging app normally means two things, time and money. But AppTile have changed the game. Their seamless no-code editor enables beautiful, personalized journeys for every customer. And with their free plan, nothing is stopping you from getting started. You'll pay as you grow, not as you go. So whether you're just starting out or a Shopify superstar, head over to apptile.com today and start designing your dream app. It's all killer, no filler. I'm Eric. This is the D2C Podcast, and I am here with Robin Clifford from the Pilot House Amazon team. Today, we are chatting into the weeds a little bit on Amazon ads to discuss why it's really important that you let your bids control your spend on Amazon ads rather than your budgets. Traditional line of thinking, you set your budget and then you hope that you're gonna you're gonna spend that budget. Why why does that not the way to go on Amazon ads, Rob? Yeah, so it's Amazon is because it's pay per click, uh, and typically you have a bid. The opportunity is your bid to optimize for the result that you want uh, as a control. Uh, the reason being is you can look at your target advertising cost of sale for the brand. And let's say that that is 20%. So you're willing to spend $20 to acquire a $100 sale. From there, you can say, well, what's my conversion rate? If I'm going to convert at, say, 10%, then working backwards, you can say, well, I can have a $2 bid. Because $2 bid, every 10 clicks, I'm going to get a sale. That's 20 bucks. My ALV is 100 bucks. 20% advertising cost of sale. So by working backwards and figuring out your bid, you can actually achieve the result that you want, and there's no reason to use a budget because you're always, if your target's 20%, you're always going to be willing to buy another click. Clifford, what do you have to add with this uh, with this idea? Yeah, a big a big part of why I think people come into Amazon advertising, they come from other platforms where you are using budget as your main up and down control of who to show your ads to, because some other ad platforms might be like that's your main lever of a more relevant or less relevant audience is you're moving your budget up or down um, and they'll always spend that full budget in a day. Amazon doesn't work that way. If your bid is set very, very low and your budget is massive, it will not spend that much because it just doesn't have the ad inventory to give you, the clicks to give you for that cheap. Um, Using your bid to control that means that your who your ad is showing to is based on like what you're willing to pay for that click. So how relevant that shopper is. So even though let's say you're you're advertising to some very specific keyword, there might be a thousand people searching that keyword a day. And if you're willing to pay say $2 for that click, there's other advertisers who are willing to pay $3 for it and others who are willing to pay a dollar for it. And you're gonna end up somewhere in the middle and the one who's willing to pay the most 
and is the most relevant will show to every one of those people searching those key that keyword. You will show to a segment of those people that Amazon deems as more relevant to you. And you likely will not get as premium of placement, likely not something like top of search. You'll probably end up, you know, in the third or fourth row of search results, or you'll end up on a product page that's related to that term. That bid is really the lever of control for how often your ad is being shown and to whom your ad is being shown. How do you determine your average cost of, of what you're willing to bid with your ACOS or your advertising cost of sale? That depends on the brand as well as the keyword you're going to go after. So you might have, say, your branded terms where you're super relevant for, you want a relatively high return on those. So you're going to set your ACOS target fairly low and respectively your bid low. Because your relevancy is quite high, you're still going to probably be able to win that auction. On the flip side of that, if you're going after a competitor term or a... Um, a generic term with really high search volume, which you know is going to be very competitive, you're likely going to have to have a higher bid uh, to be able to even display and get that top of search placement that Clifford was talking about, uh, which means you're probably going to have a lower return. So then it depends on the brand in terms of like what's the actual return or ACOS you can handle from a burn rate perspective to spend to that keyword. And then that's really going to be averaged out across all your different keywords because you're going to have different bids on different keywords. And that's going to keep your overall campaign suite at the target A cost that you want for your everything. So you kind of might start there and then work backwards to what you can actually afford to spend on each individual keyword. And are you giving an A cost for each individual keyword, if I understand? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, that makes sense. Are there instances that you're willing to go into negative ACOS? Like when you're trying to break into a niche, are, what's the tolerance for actually going into like an unprofitable spend in order to build traction in a, in a niche or category? Yeah, it ends up being quite often, actually. Um, because the nature of Amazon is so competitive in almost every in almost every niche you can think of, it's very competitive. There's always a lot of new products launching and there's a lot of brands who are out there trying to build their brand against you for those same keywords. So because of that, cost per clicks are just high enough that in a lot of generic keyword spaces, so by generic, I just mean like what a regular person would search. If you're looking for running shoes, you probably just search the word running shoes. You're looking for a garlic press, you probably search the word garlic press. These like really overly generic keywords uh, that are not like long tail specific, they're always very competitive to the point where if you really do want to get top of search placements, you just need to accept that your ACOS is probably going to be at somewhere in the neighborhood of 80 to 100% or more. So literally paying your entire product cost, if not more, for a sale for that product in the hopes of either gaining a new to brand customer that might be loyal to your brand if you're you know some sort of consumable or something you can upsell them later, or you are doing it for the purposes of just trying to rank up more to show to Amazon, like, hey, when people search for running shoe, they buy mine quite often. So rank me up more for that term. And is ACOS, is it a, is it like a, like, will you only pay that much for the sale or is it a bid where you could end up paying less or more? Uh, Amazon's a second place auction. Um, so you pay slightly more than the bid below you. So you set your bid at say two bucks, but you might pay slightly less than that. Uh, you won't pay more than that unless you've got multipliers happening. And your ACOS is not something you can set to Amazon, but then you figure you work backwards from your ACOS to determine what the bid you're willing to spend on that keyword. And then you use your bid to, to control the result. 
And then how do you manage your like campaign or account level ACOS when you've got all these different bids on individual ones? Is that, do you end up treating campaigns differently with different ad sets where you're willing to accept loss, more or loss from different ad sets in, in how they're grouped? Yeah, 100%. This is actually why um, almost all of the content we put out around Amazon is specifically about like really deep segmentation of your keywords and campaign structure is because that problem is really difficult to manage. If you end up with tens or hundreds of campaigns or tens of hundreds of, of keywords that you're advertising to, it becomes really difficult. And so having really well segmented campaigns means that you can at a glance start to recognize if they're under or overperforming and if your entire campaign suite is kind of within that realm. So like for example, that running shoe example, for running shoes, you might be somewhere at 80 to 120%, but for red trail running shoes, maybe you're much lower somewhere at a 30%. And then for people searching your branded terms, you're somewhere at 10%. And between them, you balance out to an account a cost of somewhere around 40 to 50. So that campaign segmentation of the keywords is where it becomes a lot more reasonable to manage. Because if you just throw, you know, 50, 60 keywords in a campaign, then you have to dive into that campaign and kind of go keyword by keyword, figuring out the ACOS. If you can group them in a way that makes sense logically, and they're kind of grouped in that way that the ACOS for this campaign and all of these 15 keywords that fit in that bucket, we expect the same ACOS for, then it becomes a lot easier to manage on a campaign level rather than on a specific keyword by keyword level because you have the similarities grouped together. And does Amazon report an account-wide ACOS or is that up to us to keep track of? Yep, they do. Yeah, super cool. But that segmentation makes perfect sense. You're going to get more bang for your buck, uh, being more strategic about it. That's awesome. What's the risk? I guess the main risk if you don't budget through your bid is you just will, you won't get ideal performance. You just won't get, you'll get, you know, lower tier performance. You won't get any, and it won't spend in a lot of cases, I guess, right? Yeah, I mean, a lot of times if you're hitting budget cap, you're generally leaving money on the table. Because one reason you might be hitting budget cap is, hey, I don't wanna spend more than this. But if you're hitting budget cap, you're spending more than you want to, because it's like you're, you could just lower your bid until you spend the amount that you want, in which case you're gonna get higher, more efficient sales. Uh, the flip side is if you're hitting budget and you have the, a bid that you're, you're on track for your target ACoS, then it's like, well, you're leaving money on the table. You're stopping to spend when you could keep spending and keep getting the return that you want. So either way, if you move your bid and either, like you can remove the budget cap and have the bid in the right spot to just keep spending, or you, if you don't want to spend that much, just lower your bid and you'll get more efficient sales. That's to a point. It's if you lower your bid too much, you just at that point might not spend. And that could be due to the competition in the space and you might have to actually increase that bid. Um, but for the most part, yeah, the bid should be the tool. Amazon's a momentum platform, even more so than Google, I feel like, where you are, you're building up uh, trajectories of, uh, of data for Amazon to want to serve your product more. So I'm, I'm curious, does advertising get easier as you scale and get more momentum? Even just in the ad world, are you do, you do you have to get less aggressive with your bids the more natural organic momentum or ad-produced momentum that a brand has on Amazon? Yeah, your cost per clicks naturally do come down um, as you get more relevant to keywords. Now, flip side can happen. If you're showing to Amazon that you're not relevant to a keyword, uh, you'll have to bid even more to be able to show up there. Um, and by relevance, I literally just mean sales. So if someone's searching that keyword 
and people are clicking and buying your product, that's showing to Amazon that you're more relevant to that keyword. And so over time, you'll not only rank up organically, but you'll also get cheaper cost per clicks in that ad auction because Amazon is always weighing the relevance of your product compared to your bid in that auction. In the same way that um, I like the analogy of, of tying it back to something like Facebook or Instagram, where if you have a post that's really well engaged with a lot of likes, a lot of comments, and it's an ad, Facebook or Instagram is a lot more likely to continue to show your ad because they want people to stay on the platform. Their number one goal is just eyeballs and attention. Well, Amazon's number one goal is to just sell more stuff. So they're motives are slightly different, but it's running a very similar algorithm of relevance is king and will charge less to advertisers if they prove that they are more relevant. Want to delight your customers so they keep coming back for more? Tidio, the highest rated customer experience software on Shopify, helps online businesses gain and retain customers with personalized shopping experiences. With Tidio, you can recommend products and offer discounts based on user behavior and order history without leaving the chat widget. Tidio also takes the pressure off your support team. The app enables you to manage all your communication channels in one dashboard and automate up to 47% of recurring questions using AI. Increase customer satisfaction in sales with personalized shopping experiences. Visit tidio.com DTC and get an exclusive 20% discount for D2C podcast listeners. That's T-I-D-I-O dot com slash D-T-C. And then just on the organic side, like when you're when you're advocating for budgets on the Amazon ad side, what because it, it reminds me of when I was a, an app advertiser, I was I was building a clash of clan competitors with a funded company here in Victoria, uh, ill fated, let's say. But uh, but we were we were tracking what Clash of Clans was doing. They were spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a day on Facebook ads just to remain in the charts. Like they, they had a whole model built out where they knew that they had to stay on the charts in certain categories because they would get so many residual organic you know downloads from just being in the charts. And I'm curious if if we worked out or or how we think about how ads and how ad based sales in the long term. In, impact organic sales as well, because the more sales, the more track record you get through ads, the more your organic listing benefits. Is there a way to think about like how the halo effect that you get from rising the charts through ads on the organic side? Yeah. One of the ways to look at that is you can, there's a bunch of tools out there like Helium 10, for example, like you can look at the top placements and the top the revenue that's coming from the top placements through particular keywords. And that's sort of like your like pot of gold is like you can say, hey, for these top keywords, if we get there, that's the reward. And then you can work backwards and say like, what am I willing to invest to get there? And then like, what's the payback period on that? So you really do see that flywheel start turning and the revenue snowball over time as you climb the organic rank for like your long tail low volume keywords and then your mid volume keywords and you start getting the mid high volume and when you start breaking through those top keywords as you start seeing that organic volume really really pick up uh, but using spy tools is a great way to say like is it worth is the is the risk worth the reward and the investment worth the reward must be pretty re- rewarding when that happens when you were able to like make that climb with a with a with an account with a client with those keywords that's got to be a pretty cool cool marketing uh, high yeah, and the old rule of thumb was a 2 to 1 like if you're like half of your sales will come from ads and then for every ad sale that you get, you'll likely get one organic sale on top of that. 
I think that's unfortunately, well, unfortunately, fortunately, depends how you look at it. It's shifting more to ads. Just Amazon's adding more ad placements on search results. And because of that, more people are clicking ads to buy products rather than clicking organic results. They're hiding the organic results a little bit more in those search rankings. So as it's, it's pretty category dependent though as well. We found that some categories we might see two thirds to three quarters of our sales come directly from ads and other categories it's half. So it is slightly category dependent as well on maybe just the shoppers that are in those specific verticals. We've spent a lot of time talking today about uh, just you know controlling your campaign through its through its bids, not its budgets. Are like are is there any use for budgets? Like what what is the use for budgets in in a world where you're using everything to control your bid? Yeah, basically as a a risk prevention tool. So you can set your budget at a a level that says like basically I want things to you're protecting your downside, and that could be if you maybe put a the wrong multiplier on a bid and you start spending way too much or you put a, a bid that's just too high like maybe you meant to do a dollar bid and you did 10 and now your campaign's spending like crazy like preventing against mistakes like that as a stop loss that could also be like if you're running ads to a variation and one of those child variations gets taken down and that's your major seller but your ads are still running to the parent like you might see your efficiency just tank and your campaign's spending like normal but the sales aren't there so budgets can be a good way to step in there to say like hey we hit like just stop the bleeding if something goes wrong. Or inventory, I imagine, if you have inventory issues or whatever, being able to just control that and not oversell. I guess Amazon won't let you oversell because they control the inventory, though. Yeah, so there's a, there's a bunch of things that can happen, but budgets are a good way to just like stop the bleeding if, if something's happening, at least give you a chance to look into it. And maybe, hey, maybe things are great. Maybe your efficiency there and all you have to do is bump up your budget. Um, but at least there's a, a per- loss prevention tool there. And these budgets that we set by keyword are not static. They're changing over time as you're determining whether to bid more or bid less, depending on on the progress you're maybe making on those keywords. Is that like, I'm also curious when it comes to things like Prime Day upcoming, uh, when it, when is Prime Day? Is, this, is it this summer? Like, do you get more, do you do a lot of change? I guess the overall question is how much do you change these bids once you've set them? Yeah, I'll say that uh, my guess for Prime Day is July 11th and 12th. Uh, it's not announced yet. But I'll say it right here, July 11th and 12th will be Prime Day. Almost here to hear first. Uh, outside of that, um, that's actually one of the most difficult parts of Amazon advertising is that there's not that consistency. Although all of the math works out really nicely of your conversion rate to your mapping it out to your cost per click to your A cost target, your conversion rate fluctuates every day. To d- this week's conversion rate might be 10%, next week's might be 15%, the week after that might be 5%. And so you actively need to be moving your bid up and down to match that conversion rate or your A cost is going to spike and be very volatile. So you have to move that bid up and down. But for budgets, the ideal is just to have a large enough budget so that you can spend to the end of the day. What we find on days like Prime Day is advertisers just stop spending by like three in the afternoon, four in the afternoon, because their campaigns are just budget capped. Their budgets are set accordingly for how much, you know, their uh, brand that the agency that they're working with, the brand tells them we have this much budget for advertising per month. They set up daily budgets based on that. And then on day like Prime Day happens and they blow through that daily budget by 2, 3 p.m., all their ads turn off. And they're now missing out like on what is probably one of the highest buyer intent days of the year because they just didn't 
have room in their budgets when they could have just had way higher budgets at slightly lower bids, showing up quite a bit more. Now, on Prime Day, setting lower bids likely isn't going to work out too well for you either because a lot of advertisers are also raising their bids at the same time to ensure they are showing up on that day. But like being able to have that headroom in your budgets is super important on days like Prime Day because you're more likely to make the sales on that day than you are on the 30th of July or something like that, some random day. I'd rather use the budget on Prime Day and use nothing on the end of the month if that's really what it has to come down to. Probably budget more for Prime Day. Let's get real, right? How much more in a perfect world? If, if the agency got to set the, the budget, how much more, like, like in, in a given month maybe, how much more is incrementally spent on Prime Day? If, if you're actively taking advantage of Prime Day placements and deal pages, so you're running like the 20% minimum or 15% minimum, depending on the product deals that Amazon wants you to run for Prime Day, you're doing some sort of social media thing to say that you're running a Prime Day deal four to five times as much at least, I would say, on Prime Day. We've seen some as much as eight to 10 times as much on Prime Day, but I would say four to five times is roughly around the average of what we'd see for brands that really take advantage of it. Even those that don't even run a sale will see around a 50% to almost a doubling on Prime Day. But those that really lean in, four to five times uh, as much volume on Prime Day compared to a regular day. Great rule of thumb. And I'm sure we will double down on some more Prime Day content uh, in the run-up to uh, to Prime Day there. But this was great. This was, uh, this was a great informative podcast. Let's, what's going on with Jeff Bezos right now? I did see he's spending a whole bunch of money renting a house out of like per month, like 600 grand a month to rent some house, which uh, we were slacking with Cam about. And I think that if compared to his net worth, it's like spending, he spent like 40 bucks a month on a, on a house. So it doesn't, 600K, it doesn't mean a lot to him. A couple streaming subscriptions. Uh, and why, why, yeah, right now in this economy, renting is not always the bad idea. That's, that'd be a tough, that'd be a tough thing to cash flow for most people, but uh, mm-hmm. not for good old Jeff. No, I don't think he's hurting too bad yet. Nice. All right. Well, uh, catch up with you guys again later. Sweet. Yeah, thanks. Thanks, Eric. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you're not getting the D2C newsletter, you can subscribe for free at directtoconsumer.co. And if you want to learn more about Pilot House's all-killer, no-filler services, take off to pilothouse.co. I'm Eric Dick, and this has been the D2C Podcast. We'll see you next time.